Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Cody, I have some really bad news. Set. I have some really bad news. You have you have to change your letterbox bio. Two. You just have to remove the Kino Award winner. What the hell? I know. I've officially won the Kino Award, and yeah. I don't think I've ever no, won a no, beat. No, that's not how it works. I won in twenty eighteen. You can have it in twenty nineteen, cuck. No, but I I'm just <clears throat> it's it's not a yearly basis. It's a belt. Like you have to earn the Kino. Oh, it's not. And I, no. I did something this these past couple days that has won me the Kino Award. Well, let's see. Maybe we can vote about it. Well, we'll have Josh be the <laughs> be the judge. Okay. So, Josh, Cody won the Kino Award because he had the most Kino in his top ten movies of last year, right? We all remember. Sure. That. Okay. Sure. You all remember. <laughs> have it down on the record. Is this agreed? What? I guess. I wait. Did I not? Oh, I guess I didn't win that. Okay. No, because your number one wasn't. Kino. Yeah, yeah. I had, was, I had intelligent movies on my list. That's it was fine. a movie that is against America's family values. Um, I hate everything. Um, no, I win it. I get it now because I've bought two tickets to Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in both 70 millimeter film and 35 millimeter film over the course of two days, three days. So I win. Okay, listen, I disagree. Okay. And here's my, here's my. Okay. Um, yeah. Explanation for that. So, almost exclusively, you've been using Kino to describe everything. Comic yeah. book, movies, okay. superhero. Keep Kino, Cape Kino specifically. Well, Cape Kino is a different classification. I just no, say the, I just say the Kino referring to them. Been, no, that's no, just no. out of shorthand. I won it because Spider Man was my number one last year. That's what you said. And you had other comic book movies in there. What other one? I can't remember, but I know you did. Endgame didn't come out that year. Infinity uh, War did Infinity though. Infinity War. You uh, too. No, I no. You can't change the definition halfway through the year just because you want an award. It's mine. <laughs> I'm looking up Kino in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Kino in the Urban Dictionary. Kino is German for theater. Okay, no, You're but here here's Olympus. what it means. According to Urban Dictionary, it's the highest tier of artistry in motion pictures. Kino is above all categories: joints, flicks, movies, film, and cinema. Oh wow, we have to we have to stretch out our definitions, Cody. <laughs> oh I just, dear. Pleb, <laughs> I just saw the new superhero movie. It was so awesome. And then Patrician, get out of my sights. People with people with taste watch Kino like La Revisure Pleb. Bro, get out of here with that boring poop. So technically, Kino refers to film, hardcore film, which I think I've. All I'm cornered. saying is the way in which we've described it from. The beginning. Okay, but Cody. Tarantino. As in Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I get it, but no, I don't think it's fair to change the definition. Alright, Josh, of it you're the tiebreaker. Just so you can win. Josh, you're the tiebreaker. I don't use the word either way, so I don't care. So you that's to, not you what need, we're asking you to do, right? A lot of people can't do I'm going to give it to whatever so. Cody's side is on, just because Mason's been pissing me off all week, so. God damn it. Almost too easy, Wait, dude. Are you saying my my terrible behavior has consequences? Yes. Shit. Well, Josh, I'm sorry for sending that dead raccoon to your house. <laughs> Unless it hasn't arrived yet, in, in which case I did not send a dead raccoon to your house. Um, okay. But speaking of the Tarantino, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is close. So close I can taste it. I can feel it. 
and see it in 70mm film being projected at the Village East Cinema and then at the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn. Shout out. Uh, are you guys excited? Yeah. Can't wait. Are you excited, especially now that Lion King has been revealed to be the worst film of all time? Yes or no? <laughs> Cody, yes or no? <laughs> yeah. Josh, yes or no? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry? I just—I think you're cutting out. Can you speak up a little bit? I said, you know. I, I what do I know? It's not. What do we know? Yeah, well, you know. Well, Josh, I think your audio is coming in at a lower rate. Perhaps even sixty-one percent, like it, Lion King currently is in Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, why not? <laughs> Cody, vicious. You're vicious, Code Red. What I'm still. I'm so excited for it. I'm going to see it in the, I think, Laser IMAX, whatever that is, up at the... What even even is that? I don't know, but it's at the biggest theater, or it's like the biggest screen in New York, so why not? Um, Seeing it where Cody and I went and saw uh, Cooper Kino and Nolan Kino. So, (laughs) good seat, very excited. It's going to be... And the sound, especially, is why I think it's smart to splurge for... For the Lion King. The visuals will be whatever, but the sound is really going to be something else. Cody, are you excited for Lion King? Has the, have the reviews met your expectations, or are you... I don't really... You don't care? Doesn't really, no. No? Okay. And Josh, I'm assuming you care a lot? Just because of how sad you're being right now? So what are we doing for today's list? Got him. <laughs> you are just like politician changing the subject when you don't like where the questioning is going yeah okay that's fair i respect that i respect that but let let me ask you this josh is it the immigrants fault Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not everything sucks donald trump's a racist what are you gonna do vote him out um yeah like like you mentioned no meme we are actually doing some lists today cody We've, oh, Jesus Christ. We have encouraged him to not do just one, but two lists. Because, as we all know, to, this year marks the end of the decade. And while there will be plenty of retrospectives going on uh, once we get to the end of the year, there uh, we first have to build up to that. So I figured, since we started doing this stupid show in 15, there are, what is it, five good years of movies that came out that we've kind of dabbled on here and there, but haven't really dove into our summation of those years as a whole somewhat at least so we're going to be doing some top five lists this today is obviously going to be 2010 and then uh 2011 and then 12 13 14 will come at later dates but for right now we're doing uh the recession era of the 2010s <laughs> we didn't we got out of that in what like 2013 cody would you say i guess i think so because the movie, like, the box office, like, hit an all-time low in 2013, but then bounced back with 14. And that's usually how I judge how the economy is doing as movies. Fair. Yeah, I think so. So, without further ado, I have a couple honorable mentions for 2010. One of which, uh, and I guess we'll kind of get into it, but if you want to talk a little bit about how you came about this movie, whether you saw it in the theaters, why you did, etc., whatever. I've got a couple interesting stories, then we'll do that. Uh, two honorable mentions for me. One is Beginners. It is a lovely little film with Ewan McGregor and Christoph... No. Christopher Plummer, I should say. Who, who 
went on to replace Kevin Spacey in his Getty movie and also is in the upcoming Knives Out, directed by Ryan Johnson. Cannot wait. It's directed by Mike Mills. It's a lovely little romance about a guy. Do we always forget that Christopher Plummer is the male lead of The Sound of Music? I just feel like, and I didn't personally. I just didn't mention it, but I feel like most people assume that 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 the guy's dead because it's the sound of music. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't Julie Andrews still alive too? Yeah, but women outlive men across the board. That's, I guess that's true. So it's not a surprise. Like Betty White is somehow still alive. She's undying. She, she's what? She's undying. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Betty White, though, shout out. Um... Lovely little movie. Ewan McGregor and uh, Melanie Laurent from Inglorious Bastards is in it. Um, cannot say enough good things about it. And then The Fighter, directed by David O. Russell. Not quite his best film because American Hustle exists, but this nope. one's really solid. Stretch. It's a great film. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is peak Wahlberg. And he's great because at his heart, he's not a good actor, I don't think, Wahlberg. I think but, but people like Scorsese or David O'Russell put him in these movies in, in the right roles, and then he's awesome in them. But then, what's his what's his Marky Mark level in this movie? Oof! I mean, the movie's set in Boston, Cody. Oh shit! So it's it's departed level. Departed level. Departed level. <laughs> <laughs> Had a wicked clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> I love Boston. I actually hate it because New York better than Boston. Um, no. Boston has more history, but that's literally it. it. The layout of the city is a mess. It looks like it was made by a drunk uh, Irishman, which it probably was. Um, yeah, so the fighter. Christian Bale also won the Oscar for it. Amazing. Amazing. Amy Adams, greatness. Love her. Cody, any other mentions? Um, yeah, I think so. Let's see. I got Get Him to the Greek, my favorite <laughs> forgetting Sarah Marshall spinoff. Is it the only um, Yeah, that's the joke. Oh, I see. Yeah, I just like that movie. Um, There's something about it that really does it for me. I guess I like um, the music in it. Um, Insidious is the first horror movie that told me horror movies can be halfway decent. And The King's Speech, which is something I saw only recently, but was released in 2010, so I win. One best picture. It won best picture too. Deservedly. No, not deservedly. Yeah, considering what was nominated. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, Actually, I think Josh and I might be talking about different things, but we'll see. Um, Uh, Oh, okay. And there's good candidates for it too. Um, Yeah, I saw King's Speech recently too. It was very solid. Enjoyed it very much. I liked it a lot. Uh, Josh, honorable mentions. Um, I have three. Actually, I have four. Uh, one is Tangled, which I just rewatched for the first time, and it's one of the funniest animated movies I've ever seen. Um, another one is Shutter Island. Wait, did it, did Dan Harmon write it? Who? Oh no, I'm sorry, I meant Justin Roiland. Who's that? <laughs> he wrote Rick, it's the Rick and Morty guy. Yeah. No, no. Wait, so it can't be funny then? So if it's animated, Rick and Morty it can't be funny. Rick and Morty isn't funny though. Yes, it is. Come on. No, nah. don't, be a, don't be a petulant child. I've seen like two episodes and I laughed maybe once. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. Most Josh, people think it's funny. <laughs> Josh, or Cody, when Josh eventually goes on the stand for murder or aggravated homicide or something like that and they call me as a witness, I'm just going to go up there and be like, he liked Big Mouth but not Rick and Morty. And you're, He'll go to jail forever. Yeah. 
You'll never see daylight again, Josh. Worth it. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, um, another one is Shutter Island. Yeah, calm down oh. with that. Calm down with it. We're going to talk about it. I'm going, all, yes. I, all, all I did is say the, the name. The rule stays. I'm just letting you know. Just saying. It's a great movie. Uh, Insidious. It's also my own. Oh, calm down about. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck you. Yeah, no, you're not. Gonna that movie it. sucks. It's great. Uh, and then 127 it. hours. Oh, I never saw that one. It's I prefer 128 hours. No, you don't. Except it doesn't exist. I prefer Steve Jobs. Danny Elfman didn't really come to his own as a filmmaker until 2015. We can all. No, he he was doing well way way before that stupid. Jobs how does how does the um the Jobs v Scully fight compare between Steve Jobs and this? Uh, it's it's oh, so it, oh, here, it, it so. doesn't it doesn't happen. Doesn't yeah, happen. Doesn't, that, isn't there a scene where James Franco like has a monologue fight with The Rock? Yes, that's what I thought. So, like four out of five. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you, Josh. Uh, we're not going to be. We're going to have to talk about this one later because Josh is being really stupid about it. Uh, my number five is Harry Potter and the Deathly House Part One. Uh, oh wait, wait, hold on, I messed up. You cuck. Oh, I, th- I forgot. We're doing top five, not top ten. Oh. <laughs> wow. No, we're not doing yeah. ten. All right. Power through. Those are not my honorable mentions then. Okay. What are your real honorable mentions then? Just burn through them since you wasted so much damn time. I'll just give up my five. My other bottom five are going to be, uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil. Sucks. Hot. It's great. Hot tub time machine. Sucks. Great. You haven't seen it. Uh, a documentary called Never Sleep Again, the Elm Street legacy. Sucks. You say it sucks. I'm going to punch you in the face. Do it. Scott Pilgrim Pilgrim versus the world. Greatness. Masterpiece. I don't have that on my list. And then Harry Potter with the Hallows part one. Oh, it's your, so it's your six? Okay, I'll talk about it then. It fucking rules. It's so yep. good. Um, it's honestly a very weird come down. If, I mean, you you saw that more recently, Josh. Uh, it's a very yeah. weird come down in terms of visuals between Half Blood Prince and this, which which kind of works because Half Blood Prince is shot so like not yeah, like, it looks like softly. It looks like a dream. It kind of and then you come to this and it's just so stark and there's it doesn't even look like. A magical movie at all. It just looks like a bunch of people sad and tense. And, but that's not to say it's not awesome because it is. It's so awesome. It's really funny. Um, Dobby, Rip. Uh, you don't even like Dobby. I don't, but Rip. <laughs> Tale of Three Brothers is like the most, it's the best animated movie, second best animated movie of the year. And it's just, it slaps. It's so great. And, um, cannot be watched though without part two. So that's the only thing. I can't just watch it. I gotta watch part two, and that's like five hours, so whatever. Awesome. Cody, you're number five. Toy Story 3. We'll talk about that. Not that we really need to. We've Toy Story to death, but. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it in a long time. I just know it's good. Josh, you're number five. Uh, Kick ass. Bad. Great. Great movie. Bad. Like that a lot. Big Daddy is incredible. He's good, but the rest of it's bad. No, it's not. You hate fun. Untrue. Very true. But what do you like about Kick Ass? I love it. I love the style. I love Matthew Vaughn and the way he directs movies. And I like how it is just has no, it just has no limits and it does whatever it wants and it's, a superhero satire, but it's also emotional and awesome. And has great characters, and a great story, and it's 
realistic, but not really realistic. But and that's what makes it awesome, and it's entertaining, and it's funny, and it's hey, bad. Girl's cool. I don't know. No, and, and it's, it's and great, it's, and it's bad. It's very bad. It's better times. than anything Zack Snyder has or will ever direct. So. That does not even come close to the piss jar in Batman v Superman. You know it. He can't reach that levels of cinematic arrogance. I'm sorry. I think I feel like Matthew Vaughn makes his movies as a joke. What makes you say that? Just something about the tone of like, like. I like that he has a very like he doesn't take things too seriously, but he has a, dr- a dramatic weight to him. I mean, yes to the first part. Absolutely fucking not to the second part. Oh, so yeah. X-Men First Class is just completely devoid of emotion then. Everyone but that one, yes. And Layer Cake is good too. But that's not, the, that doesn't have any dramatic weight. It's just really fun. And Kick, Kick-Ass does. Okay. Yeah, cause you have, you've totally actually Okay, counterpoint seen the though. Counterpoint though. Kick-Ass is what gave us Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's great. Cody, well, what are your thoughts okay. on Godzilla? I don't want to talk about it. If he does well in the Nolan movie, then I'll get off his back, but not until then. Which, by the way, is set photos. Ah! <laughs> Why would you look at those? Don't you want to be surprised? It's like Robert Pattinson getting out of a car. Like this yeah, one. you didn't know there'd be a car in that movie. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair, Cody. I'm sorry. No, I'm so excited for Tenet, though. Almost a year away. I'm going to cry. Um, How did you say it when the name was first released? Tina. I thought that's what it was. I thought a YouTube video of like how to pronounce words. So I don't know. Maybe it really I'm gonna is. Change, I'm going to change your name in my phone to Tina. Please don't. And the picture of Zach Bagans I already have. <laughs> Stop. You're not going to know who I am. I hate Zach Bagans. All right. Uh, number five. Ja? No. We all. No, we're on number fours now. Okay, Four. cool. Uh, let me preface this by saying that I watched this a long time ago. I did not know. That the person who directed it directed it, Uh-oh. and I did not know what they had done. And oh, I'm assuming it's Woody Allen movie. Then. And uh, I gotta be honest, I haven't rewatched the movie in a while. Not maybe not because of that, but just I haven't gotten around to it. But from what I remember, it's like a really taut, kind of fun political thriller. Well, more thriller than political thriller. But uh, Ewan McGregor is also in it. Uh, shout out to oh. him for making it twice. It's a weird movie, but it's really, really good, and I guess I would recommend pirating it. How about that? Just to make sure no money goes this guy's way. Just tell us what it is. It's a movie called The Ghost Writer. Ewan McGregor plays a ghost writer. Writer. Not a ghost writer. No, writer. Oh, Polanski. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, It's just about a guy who's hired to ghostwrite the autobiography of this famous, I think a former prime minister, and stuff happens. And it's got a great, it's got a killer last shot. Uh, one of the top ten. I think that's a, that'd be a fun list to do, by the way, at some point. Uh, I know, top ten I know, last shots. Yeah, I can think of like three that come to mind. Um, but yeah, Ghost Writer is really, really good. But again, pirate it if you must. Uh, how does it compare to Ghost Rider? Not as much fire. Oh, so boring. <laughs> but almost as many fire emojis to be used to describe it. I low-key oh. love the Ghost Rider movie. I don't care. Okay. We already know you're you're just a trash person, Josh. You don't need to keep saying it. Like when you but say, Nicolas I love kick-ass. Nicolas Cage is you on did, fire. Shut up. You didn't like Mandy. Go to hell. That movie's... I did like Mandy. Not enough. That was fine. Not enough. Not enough. Says. Not enough. 
It was very pretty looking. It was great. He did the stuff. People, like. The chainsaw. Come on. All right, Cody number four. The Social Network. We'll talk about that. Talk about that one later. Yeah, Josh number four. My number four is. Or the letterbox go. Um, How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. Yeah, because you don't like good movies. I, I never saw it. I like it yeah. fine. Two, two is better, but even then, two could be could have been great, but then it sucked. No, it's great the whole and time. One's fine. No, two's great. One's incredible. Uh, all three are masterpieces. Love them all. I'm more like how to train your shut up. No, that's not funny. That's bad. I know. That was too good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about how to train your dragon? I like the story. I mm-hmm. like the characters. I like love the animation and music. Um. You're not Fee Lion, right? Because Toothless is a cat. No, he's a dog. He's cats don't lick people's faces. Yes, they do. No, Literally, they, they do. No, they don't. They my, eat people. My son I've Edge. I've seen it happen. Yeah, my son Edge licks my face. Nah. He gives me a little baths. Nah, he's a dog. But, but, but he's my son. Little baths. Billy baths. Cool. Toothless is cool. It's great. It's great. Meow. Uh, my number three. Toy Story three. Oh, that is my number three. Cody, was he on yours? Five. Oh, cool. Cool. We can talk about it. Not that we really need to. It's great. It's the last twenty minutes are an emotional jihad. It's terrible, <laughs> but you know, cinema, right? Emotional jihad. Oh boy, I didn't know. Did you guys have to hear that? uh, This is going to age so quickly. But Trump had a press conference today where he talked about how much of a racist shitbag he is, and his like people uh, wrote like talking points for him. And up in the top, they phonetic they spelled out Al Qaeda like with a K. Oh Jesus Christ! (laughs) Like the old man way, like Al Qaeda when it's Al Qaeda, but old people just can't pronounce things, so it's it becomes Al Qaeda. And it's just the everything sucks, um, but yeah, I don't know how we got from Toy Story to Al Qaeda, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Not much else to say, All right, Josh? Yeah, yeah. best of the bunch. Best, best well, Toy Story movie. Well, you know, some people aren't pussies that can stomach a sad ending. So. Jesus, relax. Anyways, no, I won't Anyways. relax. My number two. Right? Cody, you're good? Or do you three? have your three? I didn't do my three. All right. What's your three? Inception. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. My number two is Inception. <laughs> we'll still talk about that. Oh, it's your two? No. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no! Okay. Cool. What's your two then, Josh? The Social Network. Oh, Cody, what's that on yours? Four. Okay. Uh... It's my one, so we might as well just talk about it. <laughs> so fun. Wow, we were super in simpatico on this. This is great. Um yeah, social network. Shit. I mean, what can you say? It's a it's a it's a masterpiece. It really is. No part of it that doesn't work. And the the highs that it gets to are just classic cinema. You know, I'm sorry, I can't there's no I say that unironically, it really is. This movie's awesome. Sorkin is 
not at the top of his game, but he's close. And Fincher, I think, is at the top of his game, even though uh, I, there's one movie that I almost like as much. But shit, I mean, Social Network, Josh. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so good. Do you have a favorite? Yes. Do you have a, a favorite Zuck moment? I do, and I want to see if you do. Um, not off the top of my head. Okay. When my favorite it. Zuck moment. Yeah, okay. Don't just don't talk to me. I've seen the movie too. All right. Uh, <laughs> shit. Now I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get mad. Um, I like basically every part of the uh, trial or the supposition parts, the framing story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when he freaks out on everybody. Yeah. Um, no, okay, great. Uh, it int- Oh, it introduced us to Andrew Garfield so it, and brought us our best Spider-Man, so that's another thing. No, nope, not the best Spider-Man. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's in its quarter is the best uh, nope. Spider-Man. No, nope. nope. I don't know how anyone can call that Spider-Man. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to read out this exchange, because this is great. Gage, Mr. Zuckerberg, do I have your full attention? Zuck, no. Gage, do you think I deserve it? Zuck, what? Gage, do you think I deserve your full attention? Zuck, I had to swear an oath before we began this disposition, and I don't want to perjure myself, so I have a legal obligation to say no. Gage, okay, no. You don't think I deserve your attention? Zuck, I think if your clients want to sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have the right to give it a try. But there's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to people lie. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. The rest of my attention is back at the offices of Facebook, where my colleagues and I are doing things no one in this room, including and especially your clients, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing. Mark, or Zuck again, did I adequately answer your condescending question? Nice. Yeah, I do, I do like that. Yeah, it's probably... That's probably that's my number one. There's another one I also like. Um, you know, you really don't need a forensics team to get to the bottom of this. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook. Yikes. When Eduardo goes to the Facebook offices. Oh, and freaks out? Yeah, oh, God, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So good. And then when he uh, when he checks the lawyer's like really easy math just to be a dick is also a great great moment. Do you guys remember that? Yes. It was like it was like three million plus ten million or something like that. He's like, hold on, let me check your math on that. And then he actually like writes it down on his notepad. He says, "Yep, I got the same thing." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the, uh, it's just the best movie. I really I don't think we're gonna get a sequel, but I really well, want us to get a sequel. Why would we, we get, get a, a sequel? What's the sequel? The downfall of Facebook, I guess. I mean, this the last year or a half or so have been crazy, and especially with like Cambridge Analytica and like I'm sure Zuck's done a de- deposition or two that or something, some major thing's going to happen where he like steps down. Like I think there's a future in the next three years when Zuck has to step down. And I, I think really that's don't think that's the case, and I think that's a movie. I know, but at some point they're just going to do something so egregious that it's the things will reach a fever point and it'd be easier for him to just step away. I'm not saying I'm an expert. I have no inside information. I'm just saying that's what it feels like. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the fact that Sorkin and Fincher didn't meet back up on Steve Jobs is honestly one of the biggest what-ifs of my entire life, just overall. But Who was 
It wasn't he supposed to direct it, or was that somebody else? Yeah, I someone think was supposed to do it before Boyle. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was Finchy Boy. Um, the the pairing. It's went through a couple iterations. The first was DiCaprio, yeah, uh, Sorkin, that. and Fincher, Christian and then Bale it was, was going to do it one. Yeah, and that was Bale, Fincher, and Sorkin, and then Sorkin, Fassbender, Boyle. So the Bale one, I would not be into at all. Really? Leo, I think could do well. I don't know. I don't think Christian Bale was was Christian Bale going to be Steve Jobs? Yeah. yeah. Oh no! I think he could have done it. He could have, but I just don't like. I I prefer what Fassbender did, and then I think I would prefer what DiCaprio would do with it. But well, you never know. Maybe Bale would have been the best. I have no fucking idea. Just some dumb shit. Um, but yeah, Social Network is amazing. I I saw it for the first time on Blu-ray, I think, and it just it blew me away. I saw that in the theater. I saw that in the Portland theater. Good for you. Way to go. Best movie was... they probably ever played. <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, yeah. So that was what? My, that was my one. Josh, you're two. And Cody's four. Alright, so I, now I don't remember. What do we have left? Josh, you have your two? My two. Oh, Cody, what's your two? Uh, Shutter Island. Ah, okay. Nice. You, Josh, talk about that, I guess. Well, you don't like this movie? I do. I like it a lot. It's just not, I don't mention worthy. Shutter Island was my first, definitely my first Scorsese movie, at least. Yeah, it was mine, too. Wow. Um, A very good entry point, probably. It is one of the first, I just don't like to say it, but like adult movie I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) Because for the most part, I've been stuck to like, you know, kid movies, but then I was in the 11th grade and thought I was a genius. You were. I was I was there. I remember it. Um, and then decided to go see that one instead. And turned out to be one of the best uh, movies I've ever seen in my life. Really? With a twist I didn't see coming, even though it was obvious. And just... See, I didn't see it coming at all. Generally, one of my favorite theater experiences. And I watch it again and again. It's just such a smart movie. Very early Ruffalo, too. I feel I feel like he hasn't really... I mean, even though he's done Zodiac, and even though he's done that and Spotlight, I feel like he hasn't really lived up to his potential as like an awesome, dramatic actor. I feel like there's something else he's yet to do that he's just going to blow up the world. And Foxcatcher, too. He was... yeah. Well, but Foster Catcher was bad. No. Yeah. I never saw it. So. It was so good. It was super boring. No. It looked, I, it looked good. I don't Channing know. Channing Tatum was, was miscast, but everything else was good. He looked, he looked like he was doing good in it. Yeah. Compare, I he, but compared to what Steve Carell, like Steve Carell and, yeah. and Ruffalo were doing, it just fell out of place. Like, if that was Hardy, it would have been an amazing, like, holy shit movie. But Tatum is, I don't know. I like I him. He's just not. I like Channing Tatum. I do too. It's just he's not that caliber. He's good, but he's not he, like what Ruffalo. Be. But he wasn't. Oh, maybe oh, is maybe he sad. could be yet, but I don't know. Sad. Or at least, or like, even though the movie kind of sucks, he's good in something like Public Enemies, where he just is in a couple scenes and just and is a specific like he's meant to kind of stand out. But his character in Foxcatcher is kind of like everybody else, so it just makes it. It just feels weird. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's see. So, Josh, you're number one. 
uh, Inception. That's my number two. That is my number three. Okay, so I guess Inception is the best movie of 2010? Yeah. According to us, Social Network a close second. Great. Wow. I mean, this is... I'll, I'll come out of the gate here. This is my biggest theater regret ever. I didn't see in the theater, and I'm just so pissed off. Because I feel like this was the last... Other than maybe the snap in Infinity War, but even then, I think people kind of knew that, that something along that line was coming. But I think this is probably the biggest movie moment of the decade. Just in terms of, like, a Shyamalan, like... Yeah. <gasps> kind of a deal when everybody freaked out about it how unexpected it is and how and the the ending especially and just like i I can't really speak to because i never saw it in there i wasn't i didn't you know i wasn't in that theater but i just can imagine it was crazy do you guys did you guys see it in the theater or yeah i saw i saw in the theater but i was like the only person in the theater because i saw it like four weeks after it came out uh that sucks cody what about you Another case of being young, so I didn't really appreciate it. Yeah. But I did see it. Nice. I feel like there's gotta be some tenth anniversary screenings next year. There can't not there be. Will, like I was be. I'm secretly hoping for it's kinda late now, so it probably won't happen, but I'm secretly hoping for some like Interstellar back in IMAX for a week long engagement or whatever. Just for its five years, but uh that's probably not gonna happen, so let him holding do a Nolan double feature. I holding that. out hope. I feel like in with Tenet, maybe it might be the time for that. Like, a, like they did one for Tarantino where he's like curating all of his movies and showing personal prints leading up to Hollywood. And I feel like, you know, Tenet's Nolan's 10th, so maybe he might do it next year. I don't know. But, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Inception is just, it's the biggest original movie just purely original maybe of the last 20 25 years uh and i think it's what when people realized that nolan wasn't just batman guy and that he yeah. was actually like one of the best ever yeah mm-hmm. agreed it's a- is, i mean this is the first movie he made that like wasn't like a franchise that had like a big budget yeah, and I mean, he pulled off something, he pulled off with the Prestige, he pulled off something that was more mid-budget, but just as narratively twisty, uh, but this was the, yeah, like you said, this is the first time he had a giant canvas to, and a big check to work off of, and I think he cashed it as well as anybody ever, and any, any director getting their first big budget for an original movie ever did, like it's just, it works on every level. It gets a little bit exposition-y for my taste, which is why I had to settle it at number two, that sometimes it feels like 40% of the dialogue is explaining the plot. I mean, considering what plot I don't, is. It's necessary. I think but, that's just a Nolan thing anyway. Yeah, he does that a lot. I don't think Interstellar really did. It, it picked its moment. Sure, oh, abs- but, I mean, it absolutely does did it. it. I think it's its worst offender, honestly. The Dark Knight Rises does it. Interstellar does it. Inception does it. Even Batman Begins does it. Prestige See, I guess, does it. I guess I never really, I never felt weighed down by it in Interstellar. Whereas this, it does feel like there's scenes where it's just Ari, or almost an Ariana Grande. Ariadne, uh, is just, (laughs) (laughs) it's just asking questions (laughs) for two, for like 15 minutes straight. And then it also has Joseph Gordon Levitt, which drops it down. But what are you gonna do? He's good in that one. Come on. I know he's good because Nolan plays into the fact that he's a bad actor and he has no emotion or emotional range. And he's like, it's perfect role for him. Not a bad actor. It's just this unfeeling, unfeeling monolith of a person. This clump he's a of fine clay. actor, and you're just mean. I hate him. 
He's good in this. Tom Hardy also put him on the map, I think. Is um, so we have Nolan to thank for for Venom. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Inception kicks ass. Anything else? It's great. It's it's. I think I had it in my top ten. We did our top fifteen. I think this movie was the first time I was fully impressed by visuals. Like, sure, Avatar, but... Bad. Yeah. So, seeing a movie with good visuals, but, like, good, was crazy. Mm -hmm. Didn't know it was possible. And the the first and only time that DiCaprio has done something like a big action movie really like there's action scenes in Django or um you know Wolf of Wall Street but even in that he, he's not directly in the yeah action. yeah and it's it says a lot that when he that him even in 2010 was still you know the biggest movie star on the planet probably uh said hey I'm I want this guy not only did he sign on but he also believed in it so much that he took less money uh, up front and end up getting box office profits. And this movie did, I think, cost 160 and made a little somewhere around 850. So smart move by Leo and a big show of faith that he would sign on to something like this. So, I mean, wow, it's an incredible movie, one of the best ever, probably the most iconic pop culture movie of the 2010s, I would say. And uh, yeah, it's just overall and really arguably uh, Hans Zimmer's best score. And I almost, yeah. And not to mention how it changed all movie trailers for all time. Another idea to throw into the list hat is top five Hum Zimmer scores, because about ten yeah. just came to my head when I when you said that, <laughs> Cody. And I'm like, they're all great. But this is probably be top five, I think. Yeah, this is probably I think it was his th- number three or four. Yeah. Time is just an incredible piece of music. Oh, that is true. Um Whew. But that and Day One are like two of my favorite single tracks by him from Interstellar. But yeah, wow. What's the other one I'm thinking of though? That's my question. Angels and I Demons. Had, I had another point, but mm. got drowned out by a bunch of cucks. Is that us? I think that was us. Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, since this is since we jumped around a lot, let's just run through our top five one more time. Uh, my I didn't five, do my number one. Oh, I'm so sorry. What's your number one? Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Talked about that to death too, but it's worth it because it's great. Michael Sarah, come on. His only good role. Excuse me. This that is the end. Super bad. Excuse me. What are this you is, thinking of? This is the end. Excuse me. Molly's game. Oh, no. What? <laughs> that movie wasn't very good. I'm Cody. thinking back on it. Fuck, dude, no. It's, we watch it. It's great. I, I saw it again and just... Oh, that movie kicks ass. He's so he plays the biggest dick in the world, and it. it's awesome. That is true. I hear that he that's plays. supposed to be Tobey Maguire, though. <laughs> Cody, he plays Michael Fassbender's dick. He plays Michael Fassbender, <laughs> um, biggest dick in the world. Nah, Michael Sarah is not good. Stop. He showed up in the reboot of Twin Peaks. And it, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Thanks, Tim. She's still t- um, <laughs> you okay? Okay, top fives. Uh, it's my five, Harry Potter, Death of the one, Ghost Rider, number four, number three, Toy Story three, number two, Inception, number one, Social Network. Cody. 
Um, five, Toy Story 3. Four, The Social Network. Three, Inception. Two, Shutter Island. One, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And Josh. Uh, five, Kick-Ass. Sucks. Four, How to Train Your Dragon. Sucks. Three, Toy Story 3. Two, The Social Network. One, Inception. Mason, go fuck yourself. Okay. Oof. Uh, King's Speech won Best Picture that year. It beat yeah, out 127. This is the first, no, second year? Second year that there were t- up to 10 nominees. Yeah. Uh, King Speech won over 127 hours. Black Swan, yeah. The Fighter, The Kids yeah. Are Right, Social yes. Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winner's Bone, whatever that is. Winner's Bone's good. Oh, that's the Jennifer Gentle. Lawrence, yeah. Uh, I think the winner there is Social Network. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really bad look because not only is that movie great and can be enjoyed by people who don't like Oscar movies, it also is is now and was by like tenfold now by nobody 50-fold, cares about the, the more relevant that movie. Everyone cares about the social work now. The, it's the by far the more relevant movie to that to that time a year from then, five years from then, and probably I mean, from now fifty years from then. It just happens every year. The movie that nobody's going to talk about a year from now wins, and the movie that the five other movies that everyone loves are the ones that. Doesn't get but I, th- I think I think Best Picture is a little bit about relevance and cultural relevance too. Like you do kind of like mm-hmm. Moonlight won because it's a a very great movie and b and mm-hmm. b because it's very much about this current why time did, and it's why did Green Book win? It's not relevant to anything. Uh, old white guys. Sure. It's called I don't know. Racism is in the is was in the air and you know just like it. You know that's kind of why Green Book won. I think is people wanted to be pro. Being not racist or whatever. I don't know. That's, that's a whole nother can of worms. But the point stands. Best picture should have been, uh, social network. If you repo, I feel like if you re-polled everybody the next day, social network would have won, but for some random reason, the King's Speech had to win. And it also won Tom Hooper Best Director, which no, because again, David Fincher, social network. Colin, Colin Firth won Best Actor that year. Natalie Portman won Best Actress that year. Not, don't problems with that one. Christian Bale won Best Supporting Actor for The Fighter. Supporting Actress went to Melissa Leo, also for The Fighter. Original screenplay went to The King's Speech. That was over. Kids Are All Right, The Fighter, Another Year in Inception. Yeah, Inception should have won that. But Best Adapted Screenplay went to Aaron Sorkin. His Sadly, his only, but um, at least he won for Steve Jobs. <laughs> oh, wait, he didn't, because the Academy sucks. But yeah. Um, overall, not a bad not a bad year. Um but, yeah, Best Picture did not age well. Not at all. All right, moving on to 2011, also known as the year that I was 16 and drove for the first time. And, Cody, you were in high school. Yeah, I was in 11th grade. Josh, you were in your third year of juvie? Yes. Okay, cool. Actually, uh, fourth. Oh, four, got it. You really... Did they give you a year for each stab of that kid's neck? Yes. No. Oh. You learned your lesson, though. Eh. No? We'll see. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> that's all true, by the way. All of that is true. Uh, honorable mentions. Canon. Honorable mentions for me for two, for the best movies of 2011. I have two. One is The Adventures of Tintin, directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, yes. fabulous, uh, animated movie. Really fun adventure. I want another one, and it doesn't seem like we're going to get one. And that is, nah, we're, never, we're never getting that sequel. It's okay because Peter Jackson made three Hobbit movies, so that's the same thing, right? No, <sighs> I still kind of like the Hobbit. 
That's, Why? That's fine, but should they have been taken preference over Tintin? Yes. No. If he made no. two Hobbit movies, he could have made he could have made Tintin, but he had to make three and burn himself out. That should have been one. I didn't even see the last Hobbit movie. It's bad. This much. It's bad. It's real bad. That's strong. I kind of want to marathon them, though. You don't. I kind of do. You don't. I just feel like it'd be a better experience to watch all the way through than in pieces. But I don't know. The third one's anyway. so stupid. Uh, my other one I'll mention I feel like we're going to be talking about in a bit, so I will probably won't talk about it much. Warrior? Um, is that on my list? Let's see. Yes, it is on my list. <sighs> okay. Cody, your honorable mentions for 2011. Um, I only have one. Ho-ho! I, did, I put a lot less thought into this one. Okay. That is to say, I only did it in about a second, while the other one I took about two. Um, <laughs> it's 50% less thought. I can live with that. Mission Impossible 4? Rogue Nation. No. Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Ghost yeah, Protocol. that one. Yeah. So, four. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like garbage now that we've seen Fallout, right? I think it was good. I don't remember it. Yeah, f- I, I, don't, I think 4 is the, overrated. The Bur- it, up to the Burj Khalifa, it was awesome, and then that happened, and the movie just kind of, like, it just st- kind of went kept going, and it didn't have I'm much gonna, purpose. I'm, I'm going to say something that's going to be very controversial. I think Brad Bird is one of the most overrated directors in the business. Oof. I don't know what that means, but... It means he did he hasn't done really a great movie since The Incredibles. Uh, Ratatouille? It's fine. Uh, Tomorrowland? It's bad. I like Tomorrowland. No one does. I hate the the, the main girl and then that the motif of like it just depends on the wolf wait, you feed is like the wait, stupidest thing. Wait, ever. the main girl or the little the younger girl? The, the I didn't know like there the were Brit- two. The British, the British chick, the one who's like twelve. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, why are you talking about twelve? Yeah, clearly, you like the movie if you don't remember one of the main characters. No, it was just the girl. The one was hanging out with George Clooney that we followed no, from the beginning. And, yeah, and then there's the little girl. Okay, she's, she's like in the movie main... for eight seconds, so it doesn't count. She's not. She's a main character. Oh my god! I'm like, don't make me look this up, Josh. Don't make me look it work. up. Tomorrowland. I still defend that movie. I think it's fun. Um, it's not. I was so excited, and I was so let down. <laughs> it says a lot that when you Google it, the music festival comes up. Right. R- Athena. That's the name character. God bless Athena? you. Athena? That's a cool name. I'm going to name you that, Cody. Cool. Oh, Raffi Cassie. Okay, she was kind of, she came in towards the end. No, she was in most of the, she was introduced in the beginning and then comes in throughout most of the movie. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Her name is Casey Newton. Get it? Oh, I actually yeah, what a what a what a lame movie! I just don't get it. What's it mean? I enjoyed Newton, it. I had a good um, time with it. She's not on the poster. It's Clooney and the other girls, so I think it's pretty safe to say that she's not in the movie much. Um, but yeah, she is. I don't know where, where do we get. How do we get to Brad Bird? Oh, um, Mission Impossible. Yeah, he's. I love Brad Bird. Right to is lovely. The, both incredible movies are really great. Tomorrowland's no, solid. One of them is solid. Great. Iron Giant's a classic. He's yeah. he's one of the best. Mm, not really, You're just a contrarian. Stop being cynical. Yeah, uh, Josh, your honorable mentions. Honorable mentions are. Um, I'll just use these three. Uh, stupid thing overloads. 
Come on. All right. Good talk. Good talk. Uh, you can follow us. No. Okay. Oh. Uh, my honorable mentions are. Yeah, I'll go with these ones. Uh, source code. Good movie. Great movie. Good movie. Uh, great movie. Really good movie. Uh, who's in that one? Jakey G. And that. V or F. The worst for Amiga. Excuse you? I said the worst, not the worst. Wait. Okay. That's um, a bad take, Cody. It's a really bad take, but we're going to move on. And uh, the gray. Ooh, okay. hold on with that one. Okay. Uh, and then Warhorse. Never saw it. I didn't see that one. Should. It's a great movie. Why watch that when you can watch Lincoln? Daniel Day-Lewis. Great film. My number five is, believe it or not, written by Aaron Sorkin. Partially, at least. There's no... It's weird, because there's no word that... Like, I don't know the split of if he actually wrote all of it or only wrote the parts it needed to. So I'm feeling it's probably around 50 to 60% his, but, you know, most of it's pretty great, so I like it a lot. It's uh, Moneyball. Moneyball! Great movie. Good baseball movie. Really good movie about um, kind of the... I would say the biggest revolution in sports since uh <laughs> since lights probably is it's more interesting than most baseball movies. That's not saying much. Yeah, I mean it, it holds on to the things the sentimentality of the game and how it's in you know baseball especially in movies and it also kind of talks about how it sort of changed the world and um of you know I don't know if baseball kicked off us taking numbers so seriously in all aspects of life but it sure it definitely did for sports where you know, if you don't have analytics, then, you know, you're going to get left behind. And now, you know, this this movie came out with the first team really using analytics and valuing on-base percentage over traditional batting average and all that fun stuff. And now everybody does it. Nobody plays like they did back then. And the players that did well there don't exist and because there's the shift and all these strategic changes that have come to the game since since Billy Bean did his thing. And it's just a really interesting, uh, entertaining movie about... The sport and about, you know, culture and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah, it sounds really boring. <laughs> you're telling me you're not interested in the war between the bad idea of the batting average and an on-base percentage? No, sir. And bunting? Don't care. Metrics? Defensive metrics? Baseball is boring. Wow, sad. Uh, great, Philip is. Seymour Hoff- great Philip Seymour Hoffman performance, too. Uh, one of the last before he... You know, did a speedball and left us sad. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's true. Did you know? <laughs> yeah, you say, or whatever, and I do speedball. Because that's that true. That's what it was. Bad whistle, my guy. I was, I was smiling. Sure. <laughs> ah, shit. It's all air. Oof. Um, oof Cody, you're number five. Um, The Cabin in the Woods. Not on my list. Wait, what? Great movie. Isn't that 12? T- yeah, it is twelve. Said it was in twenty eleven. No, because it uh, came out at a film. It came out at a film festival in the end of twenty eleven. Counting it. All right, no, nah, it doesn't count. So Why not? That's not fair. You it's fine. We can because it wasn't publicly released. So it was out. Just it for wasn't. This, just it, for this. It was shown once. Josh, just for this one, let's just count it. It's not going to be on it on, on anybody's list next time, right? No. Okay, so like it can just count this time. Well, no, right. no, just fucking move it. Re- relax one second. No, 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 it's fine. You can. No, what do you like no, about Cabin in the Woods? If, if everyone, no, shut up. If everyone's making a deal about I'm not, it, I don't care. I'm saying it's no. fine. <laughs> Josh is the only one making a deal out of it. I win. Move it. God damn it, Cody. Cody, you're so weak. 
Mm-hmm. You were you were like you're like the mm-hmm. French right now. You know that. The first sign of trouble, you're just throwing out that white flag, you coward, you feckless thug. Adeo okay, so you know what I'm going to put on there to spite what? you now? <laughs> no. Wait, why are you spiting me? I'm on your side. I'm not spiting you. I'm, I have two that I'm trying to think of right now. Okay. I don't hmm. care what you put on there. It's not going to offend me at all. Let's see. I think... Pirates of the Caribbean nice. oh, on yeah, okay. Stranger Tides is my number five movie of the year. <laughs> have, you, have, you seen, have you seen that movie? I just went to the theater to see it. Did nice. you actually like that movie? No, I actually hated it. Yeah, Shit. Okay, there you go. Cody, just, you didn't have to tell him that. You could have just said, because you logged nothing on Letterboxd, so he wouldn't know. I have it rated as a one oh, on Letterboxd. Oh, okay. It's just fine. Cabin in the Woods, what do you like about it? It's fine. Oh, we're not talking about it. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. Nope, if we want to make a deal about it, we'll make a deal about it. It's not a big I'm not making a deal about it. It's him. And he said it was fine. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I have integrity. Do you, though? Yep. Good for you. Never let anybody question your integrity. Because you know what a man has if he doesn't have integrity? Nothing. He's got nothing. Well, in the meantime, Josh, you want to run through some social network scenes? I'll send you the script PDF. No. And then you say, let's just do the Erica Albright opening where she calls him an asshole. You have it memorized, don't you? No. I was looking at it. No. I had, what'd she say? I, just, I can't remember where she starts, but I know where it ends. But that movie's so good. Cody, are you ready yet? Well, I already told you. What's your number five? Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Okay, no. whatever. Whatever. Whatever, it's fine. Cody, or Josh, number... F- this is my list are fucking dumb. <laughs> Josh, what do you have? Are you at number five? Can we make a list about top five reasons Cody hates lists? Josh, what's your number five or four, wherever you are? I've never seen someone so angry. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my number, number... Wait, are we number five? I did my number five and Cody did his. So what's yours? Okay, I can get my five. Okay, uh, my number five is Fast Five. Oh, that's cute. I saw it. Mm-hmm. Didn't care for it that much. Yeah, because you have bad taste. Thought it was fine. It's great. It's, it's the, a Fast and the Furious movie. It's the fir- it's the first and only one to actually be a legitimately great, well made movie. Excuse me. Which one is that? It's almost like you didn't five. see. Fast Five. It was yeah, almost like you didn't I need see plot thing. They all fucking uh, drag together. What what happens in that one? Because that's the one where they finally got rid of all the stupid racing crap and, and turned it's, into no. Rocket. It's the one. It's the one, Cody, where Don st- or Dom stops the gamers. It's the one where the rock gets added to the cast to stop. Okay, to stop. The one, not to the one with Idris Elba. No, or that's eight <laughs> or seven. Or, I don't. Know. That hasn't come out yet. <laughs> all right, whatever. No, there's one where he's in it. Is he? No. Yeah. What? No. He's sure. No, you're thinking of, uh. I'm thinking of the Digimon spin-off. Monster. I thought there was one. You're thinking maybe. of the other black guy. Oh, I said it, I meant it. Okay. God, I fucking hate lists. That's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing ever. Yeah, it's okay, cool. My number four is a Scorsese picture. Uh, wow, I'm just realizing he and Fincher both put movies out back to back in 2010 and 11. That's cool. Uh, and Spielberg, I guess, too. Bork? Huh. That's interesting. Uh, my number four is Hugo. Boring. It is, 
Not yeah, I never boring. saw it. I really ever want to. Martin Scorsese's first children's film. Uh, it is about just how much he loves movies. And I just, I love it. I, I don't want it. I don't want to say much more just to preserve the experience for anybody who decides to watch it. Hopefully you, Josh, because it's amazing. Uh, but it's extremely emotional, heartfelt, entertaining. Tosh Baron Cohen is excellent, and uh, yeah, that's I'll put it. I'll leave it at that. It's wonderful. Number four, Cody. Super eight. We'll talk about that. Number four, Josh. Warrior. Oh, could have been made. Could have made my list if not for the fact that it kept cutting back to Joel Edgerton's class. I hated everything about that, that but is, the rest of the movie's is great. Like at the end, like you know how he's a teacher, yeah. right? But when like he leaves, when he decides to go fighting, he's just like, "All right, see you, kids." And then oh yeah, they when they're this. watching him on like the TV, I'm yeah, and they like do stuff yeah. and have an assembly. Yeah, like they have like a little. I love that. Hated it. Things that are hated it. it. It was not. I liked Mama. Mama Mia Two is my if, second no. favorite movie last year. I like cute things. I just don't like boring That's not cute, cute things. That's, my numbing. Um, I didn't even see it. So shut up. You know, I'm going to have to soon. So. Good. You brought that upon yourself. Uh, but yeah. overall, really good movie. That I Tom Hardy it. is incredible it. in it. Yeah. It's Nick, probably my favorite sports movie. It's Nick Nolte. That, that scene with uh, the, the whatever he's, the, he's drunk in the hotel room, it's just, mm-hmm. that breaks my heart every time. So good. He was, uh, Cody, did you see Warrior? Nope. Okay, well, there's a scene where Nick Nolte is, like, in a hotel room and drunk, and he's listening to an audiobook of Red Rising. Stop it, dude. That's not funny. <laughs> he's listening. To, he's actually listening to Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead. Um, is that listening. true? I no, don't know. He's listening to Moby Dick. Okay. Time. What, is there a joke here, or the, what? The joke is. was that I was saying books that you liked. and uh, I've never read The Fountainhead. I know, but it's um, a meme. Ben Shapiro has. Oh, yeah. And he has. Today he said that James Bond can't be woman because then it doesn't fulfill men's fantasies. Did he say that? Yeah. Prove it? I mean, you could just look it up. Who cares? James Bond is really boring now. <laughs> Stop! James it hasn't been good in a while. Stop it! There's been one movie that came out since Skyfall. How can you yeah, even say that? You can't... Do whatever. Better. It's whatever. inconsistent. Every other movie is, is bad. No. Because Quantum of Solace sucks. Solace is amazing. Sucks. No it's so good. I love no, Quantum of Solace. That movie mm-hmm. kicks ass. He leaves a guy in the middle of the desert with motor oil. Yeah, I would remember it, except the, the whole movie is forgettable as hell. So, Josh, if you watch more Rick and Morty, you would understand. <laughs> I just want you to know there's a there's a solution to your problem. Go to number three. My number three is possibly too low, and I think could rise with time. But considering my one and two, maybe not. It is my favorite murder mystery of the last fifteen years, and it stars Daniel Craig, who's going to be in a murder mystery movie in November. So very exciting times. The girl with the dragon tattoo kicks ass kicks all the ass. It's Fincher's second best as far as I'm concerned. Um, and just, wow. I don't Have you guys seen it? I feel like you haven't. No. No. Okay, well, it's incredible. It, Daniel Craig is this journalist who 
kind of fucks up a story and has to go on like a vacation. And while he's w- licking his wounds, he gets called up by this, um, uh, I don't know, reti- I guess a retired CEO to f- solve the mystery of his missing or of his murdered, uh, granddaughter. And he does. And Rooney, the movie, when the movie starts until like an hour, he and Rooney Mara have very separate stories and you kind of wonder why the movie's showing them at the same time, but eventually they come together and, um, it's just kind of sails from there and it's a great, like, Fincher is just the king of procedurals, like, between this and Zodiac, those are just two really great mystery thrillers, one real and one not real, but, you know, if you just watch them, it's, you could almost not tell which one's made up and which one's true. Uh, it's, this dragon tattoo is that good and it's, it's just, it's just awesome. The the locale is amazing. It's just this big house in the in an island in the winter in Sweden or something like that, and it just kicks ass. Uh, a lot of interesting themes going on. But even if you don't look at it for the themes and just look at it like I usually do for the mystery thriller elements, it just works perfectly. So anything on that's just a bonus. Um, so yeah, uh, it sucks that there wasn't a direct sequel. But from what I understand, the direct sequels weren't as good. So um, and that well, actually I mean, there was it just. Well, apparently it wasn't good. Well, not, well that, no, but the thing is that that one wasn't based on the original author's books. Like, he had oh, a trilogy, oh. and then he died, and then they started writing books after that, and they made a movie about oh. the post books. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but the yeah, the second one, I, the second dragon tattoo isn't as good from what I understand, but um, and that also shares something with my number one, which we'll get to, so I'm just realizing that now. Huh. Cody, number three. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. We'll talk about it. Bye. Cool. I'm just gonna Did go you say why? Room. I said bye. Go into the other room. Let me know when you're done talking about bad movies. We're not starting yet. Yeah, we're not talking about uh, Lincoln. So you nice took try. too you took too long. That was pathetic. You're pathetic. Okay. We <laughs> got you there. He did. I can't. You can't refute that. Monkeys suck. What else? They're not monkeys. I said we'll talk about it when we get to it. Oh. Oh, I thought room. it was on your. Li- oh God. What's your number three then? Super 8. Good movie. Yes, very good movie. Great movie. Watched it again the other day. It's awesome. J.J. Abrams rules. I love lens flares. I don't care. I think that's just a meme. I don't know if anybody actually doesn't like the lens flares. I know. Still yeah, if they do, they're dumb. Uh, uh, good movie. Good movie. Who's in it? I feel like there's a there's one kid who's in there who's like gone on to be big. Um, Elle Fanning. Fanning. Uh, she was already kind of big. And no, she was not. She was unknown at that point. She was Dakota Fanning's little sister. She was not unknown. Nobody knew who she was. They knew because they knew that she was Dakota. They knew Fanning's she had a sister. sister, and that was her name. Oh, that's Kyle it. Chandler. Kyle Chandler. That's who. He wasn't really in much before that. that. Well, kidding? I guess he was in Friday Night Lights. I guess. Okay, maybe not. Yeah. Who am I thinking of then? No, Emmerich, maybe. No, none of the kids really became anything. That's sad. Oh, Noah Emmerich. I love that guy. He was in uh, Truman Show. Well, Big fan. Uh, he, he's that guy. He's a professional, that guy. Oh, yeah. Big time. Is Big that the time. With the teeth? No, he's an older no, guy. He's an adult. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, that is too bad. Because I, I liked, I liked the kids that were in this. Joe Courtney, not even? Is Joe uh, no, Lamb? He went, he, he's in a, he's in a, he was in a Netflix movie. That was one of the worst movies at, at last year. So. Oh, you mean the kissing booth? Yeah, that was terrible. 
<laughs> Agents of Shield too. He's got a credit there. So, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, solid movie. Very solid movie. I think. Didn't people think this was going to be a Cloverfield movie at some point? No, I think this was before the whole Cloverfield hype thing. Yeah, it was. Um, the only thing I don't like about the movie is the whole ending with the alien, but everything before that is incredible. So. Yeah. I haven't really seen it in a while, but I remember they just, they just kind of they meet him and they're like, and then the kids just like, hey, yeah, I King, know King bad, Kong's it, but right? Just you know, you know <laughs> it doesn't have to be bad, be good, and then he, they all yeah. happily ever after. One of my least favorite monster movie tropes is that they always try to have like one person who emotionally connects with yeah. whatever it is, like Brie Larson and King Kong or in Kong Skull Island or I like I like it when they like develop it throughout the movie not when they just throw it in the last second I just hate it I think it's such a boring trope that like oh it connect they have a connection why do they have a connection because she's nice okay cool <laughs> it's the worst but this one did at that's, least try to that's make what it about the Iron Giant is though yeah but he's a robot it's different what does it make a difference because I'm talking about Cold a War? I'm talking about a beast like an, a creature. He's just the Iron a, Giant is a creature. He's a mon- he's not. He's does he have a soul or is he just a robot? He has a soul. I don't know. Does he not have a soul? Do robots have souls? I don't think so. I don't know. If everything's yeah, getting out. into some really dangerous when they take over, we can find out. So <laughs> I think I I don't know. I don't think it has a soul. The Iron Giant maybe does, but I don't know. Anyway, point point stands. I hate that trope. Um, but Super Eight's a good movie. Very okay. Stranger Thingsy. Glad we got there. Predecessor to Stranger Things. Any other further thoughts on the Super Eight? No, it's great. Love it. Cool. My number two. Probably gonna have to be talking about it now. Uh, so Cody, be ready. Is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two? Now we can hold off on that. Oh shit. Okay, so your two is the monkey. Okay, talk about then. Not monkey. Ape. Monkey. Ape. Monkey. You don't know anything about animals, so I'm just going to tell you that you're wrong based on fact. So. Do you know the, and fun, no, no meme though. Do you know that, uh, a few years ago the Stones wrote a song about, um, this, for this song? For the movie? For the what? For the, for the movie. For Rise of the, yeah. No, they didn't. Yeah. What's the joke? It's called Monkey Man. Is it the joke? That's the joke. It's a joke. It's not a funny joke. Jokes are funny. Cody, continue. What the, uh, am I talking? Yeah. Um, yeah, Bad I mean, movie! Started one of the greatest modern trilogies of Deeper this decade. Trilogy. Um, I think it is incredibly well made. I thought it was going to be a sucky Planet of the Apes movie, but then it turned out to be... A really sucky Planet of the Apes movie? No. Awesome. I don't, I don't even believe you've seen the whole movie. I saw a solid... 45 minutes and then I hated it's it. It's so good. I thought it was like bad. It's From like start to end, it's just so good. What about the middle? No. The middle is even better because it introduces you to Maurice, the greatest cinematic character of 2010. 11. Whatever. <laughs> when you say that. <laughs> okay. Cool. What else? Imagine not liking a movie because you don't like apes. That's a stupid reason. Agree. Yeah. Uh, I love it. It's so good. I love the development of scenes. You know what, Josh? When Cats the Musical comes out, then you can talk to me. Until then, I don't want to hear anything about this. Okay, well, when you say, okay, just put it, we'll dog you that for later. I'm looking forward to that movie. It sounds really cool. You coward. 
What movie? Cats? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, Tom Hooper's doing it. It's going to be an event, though. I don't know. That is a shitty musical, though. They're doing some really weird, cool things with, like, um, performance capture and, like, changing the... I don't know what they're doing. That trailer like, cannot be too far away, and that's going to... Yeah. The internet is going to be taken over for they a solid six that, hours. They showed footage at CinemaCon, so... A bunch of theater kids. Yikes. I want to I see what it looks like. It sounds cool. Anyway, Rise of Planet Apes. I love it. Andy Serkis should have gotten nominated for an Oscar. Um, so good. The CGI doesn't hold up as well now, but it looked groundbreaking back then, so... Way back in the dark ages of 2011... Yeah. Rocket looks better than Caesar did. That's amazing. Yeah, that's because it was three years later. Yeah. And Caesar still looks good. Not a fan of the character, but I do care. I do like the salad quite a bit. All right. I, sh- I, 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 I shoot for at least one exasperated size, so I'm. You I'm physically hurt me you know? more often than you don't, and it's just. <laughs> At this point, I'm starting to think you're doing it on purpose. Just so you know, I wasn't smiling when I made that joke. I didn't enjoy that joke. I just knew I had to make it. Oh, you didn't, though. That's the thing. You made a choice. (laughs) We are who we choose to be as the hero of Spider-Man 2002. Finish it! Is that... We are who we choose to be. Now choose. Exactly. That's bad. That's very bad. I know it's bad. What about We Are What They Grow Beyond? It's also a great line from another great movie. I thought lines didn't matter. Interesting. Um, number... I didn't say they don't matter. Who needs a number two? Who's got a number two? Josh, you got a number two? That was my number two. Cody, you got a number two? The Grey. Great movie. To this day, probably my favorite Liam Neeson. My second favorite Liam Neeson, uh... I assume number one is Schindler's List, right? I haven't seen Schindler's List. Oh my god! Isn't that funny that I'm a social studies teacher? And yeah, seen that kind of worries. That movie's so long. I'm talking about Taken, by the way. Oh, oh. is my number one favorite Liam Neeson performance. Both are great. Taken, Taken still rips. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I watched it the other night. Nice. Did you ever see Taken two or three? Uh, I must have seen Taken 2. I don't remember it, though. They're both very bad. I heard. Which is sad, but not unexpected. Yeah, they're, they're really, really stupid. Taken's great, and The Grey is great. Yeah, The Grey is my favorite wolf-based movie ever made. That's high, uh, that's high praise. That's high praise. That's high praise. <laughs> um, Top five know, wolf like, movies, go. Uh, Balto. Is Balto, not a wolf. Balto 2. Is Balto a wolf? I thought it was. It's a dog, isn't it? No, Balto's he's a wolf. A, he's a wolf. I have never seen it. And all dogs are wolf, kind of. Just like what, how all monkeys are apes. Same, same thing. No, they're, they're not. not. That's the thing. Uh, they are. You're just. It's, uh, ask, you're objectively incorrect. Wolves and dogs that. are canines. Ask literally dogs. marsupials. So shut up. Uh, primates, I guess. Uh, marsupials are more like kangaroos and stuff like that. Dolphins yep. are marsupials. Did you know that? That's interesting because they, bur- I think it's how they birth their young or something like that. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Um, but yeah, bad movie. Planet of the Apes. Good movie. Nope. The Gray. I think. Uh, I haven't seen it. Not seen it. 
Anyways, my number one? Yep. My number one is your number one, so. Oh, wait, no, my number one is your number whatever you had before. My number two. My number one is a movie that I rewatched a little while ago, and it is slowly but surely climbing up my all-time rankings, and it could reach top three or four before too long, maybe? Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. The best, the best, unquestionable, no doubt about it, number one all-time Cold War movie ever made. Hello? 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 Fuck off. Hello? You're wrong. I'm not. That's You're so wrong. I'm not. You ever seen a little movie called Red Dawn, dude? (laughs) I have, and this is better. You made me watch it. That's wrong. Oh, my God. But, Cody, this is about... See? (laughs) Let me... Let me ask you this: Is it is Red Dawn really a Cold War movie? Because the Soviets yes. invade. It's pretty hot, wouldn't you say? What the Cold War is all about the tension. Oh, it's the context of how the movie was. <laughs> Shut up! Talk about your stupid, fucking, <laughs> boring movie. First of all, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy was written by an actual spy in the Cold War who wrote this okay. about his experiences. I don't know. Right. I don't think you get much more Cold War than that. That's actually super interesting. It's but about I'm pretend it's, it's not. <laughs> so it starts off with um with a meeting in this soundproof secret like secret room, and these two, uh, the head of MI6's intelligence division in control, and his top lieutenant George Smiley, are asked are pretty much shown the door. Like the something failed, they fucked up, and they're asked to retire, just you know pretty much being fired. So they leave, they go their separate ways, and then a few years later, they get intelligence that there is a mole placed at the top of the, of England's intelligence division placed by the Soviets, namely their counterintelligence chief, whose name is Carla. So it's a couple of years later, I think, and they recruit George Smiley out of retirement to investigate and uncover the identity of the mole. Uh, and it just goes from there. It's a very twisty, uh, you need a, you kind of need two or three watches to really embrace everything that's going on. But even when you don't understand exactly what's happening and what order, the, the emotional, uh, the heart that beats in this movie is just exquisite. And it's very underplayed, but incredibly emotional. And the last scene, uh, is just one of the best, I think. One of my favorite I've ever seen. It's the perfect capper to the movie, and um, there isn't a frame of this that I would change. And uh, just in case you need any further selling on this movie, let me just read the cast for you. And mind you, this is the same director behind possibly the best film of 2017, The Snowman. So you know <laughs> it's good. No, this is great. It's got uh, John Hurt, who plays Control. He's not in it much, sadly, but when he's in, he's great. Gary Oldman is the lead, George Smiley, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Colin Firth, Mark Strong, Toby Jones, Kieran Hines, uh, and then a couple of that guys, such as Stephen Graham, Simon McBurney, and David Denchik, who's in Tenet, uh, Tom Hardy, and I think that's it for the big ones, but it's just, it's the Avengers of British actors, and I, I know I've talked to death about this movie, but it is, really is one of my favorites of all time, and it, I'm, I'm really also very upset that I didn't go 
to this to Cinemapolis and sit and eat a popcorn and watch this on a cold November day because I feel like if I did it'd be like my number two movie of all time or something like that right now because it really is that f- awesome of an experience and I just I love this movie more than I can say. Uh, Josh would hate it because it's smart. Uh, Cody, you'd love it because Cold War and that that's that. Uh, Cody, why don't you give your number one since Josh and I are going to be talking? X Men First Class. Ah. Cool. Yeah, I'm surprised that hasn't been brought up yet. It was in contention from all mentions, but I decided to just have two. I very much enjoy that movie. Um, it made X Men serious again, like a, an yeah. actually good movie. Um, for the first time since like X Two. Yeah. It's the perf. It's the reboot that we needed. You know us, as in, but not the one um, that Gotham deserves. I mean, we didn't deserve it. Yeah. I'm just glad that it made James McAvoy famous and Michael Fassbender, and it's just... Mm-hmm. It's my favorite X-Men. It's my second favorite X-Men movie behind Dark Phoenix and X3. Good picks. Really good picks. Yeah, I was waiting for something, and nothing came. I know you're trying to trigger me. All right, talk about your stupid wizard movie. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Holy shit. Boring. What an experience, Josh. Now, tell you watched Harry Potter all the way through. What was your state of being when the last one came about? Because when, when I watched them the last two times, I was so tired that I was double emotional, and I, like, literally cried going to bed. So, yeah, not gonna lie. The last time I watched it, I kind of like did, wasn't paying attention for the last four movies. That kind of just zoned in and out. So I'm just gonna go with the last time before that. Got it. You hate um, that? Yeah, I do. Um, but no, like I, I, I always get emotional watching that movie. It's great. It's so good. Everything it's, is. It's. I, I sometimes I think I might like part one better, but I can't think of I, I cannot think I like, of them in terms of parts. There, there are the death. It's the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows to me. I. It's there are I, two movies. They're um, one movie, though. Okay, well, they were made as two movies. Um, but they were really made as one because they they split them up because they couldn't they make They were made into, into two movies. But that's really one because it's part one and two. And they're edited as two movies and they're treated as two movies. I disagree. Part one goes right into part two. Like, there's maybe one scene that you don't – right. Regardless, up, but... regardless, we're talking about part two. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. It's great. It's like, um, it honestly reminds me of the Dark Knight of how it just is kind of after the first, I mean, after this, it's like, after like the first 10 minutes, whereas Dark Knight, it's maybe 30, but it's just a big climax and it's just yeah. the ending. And yeah. there are so many things and we kind of touched upon them briefly in the our Harry Potter retrospective. Yeah. There's little things about just how they did the ending that I don't care for. Like, um, I don't like that they kind of put Harry and Voldemort out in the courtyard when nobody was I like that a lot. It's just, it's, when I saw that, Man, like, the second I liked time... Their, I liked their reasoning for it, too. I don't know if you ever heard the... I didn't, actually. What was... Um, so, the whole, because, you know, in the book, it's just, like, they just stand up, do their little thing for, like, a second, and yeah. then Fulmer's dead. So they wanted to kind of add, make a more theatrical, cinematic version of it, which I appreciate, because as much as that works in a book, you can't just, you can't build up this fight for seven movies or eight movies and then just it's done. So they wanted to give it more of a little kick, more of an action thing. And I like that. Okay. Let Uh, me ask you this. 
at the, so the the way that they get to the courtyard is I lo- first of all I love the scene of them like uh, r- bouncing around the castle you know where yeah. he tackles them off the bridge and they just go in the smoke all around yeah but what's to cool. say that they don't stop and just roll in the courtyard and they actually make it into the great hall and Harry kills him in front of everybody that's what that's what that always annoys been, me that if, they, been cool. if they just burst through yeah. the doors because I'm I love because I. Because in the book, it's a lot of, like, the the final battle, quote-unquote, is Harry and uh, Voldemort in, like, a Mexican crossfire, and Harry's just t- telling him shit. And it's, and 90% of the shit that he tells him, you just don't really a know. Mexican crossfire? Standoff. I meant, I meant. I thought I said standoff. Oh, well, whatever. Point stands. Uh, with the book, it's, like, him telling him shit, and 90% of it you don't know, you, doesn't get co- mentioned in the movie. So, like, you could keep this, you could keep the setting and just eliminate the dialogue and have them burst in, knock or everybody just to the, the side. Set, or just keep, or just change the setting, but just move everyone outside. Yeah. Cinematically, I think it would just, it would look cooler in the great hall where you could have done some cool stuff with the sun, you know, coming yeah. up and him catching the, the one kind of thing. The only thing is in the great hall, isn't that where everyone's kind of like having their like little morning session with everyone? Yeah. Kinda. So I don't know. But if maybe they moved cool. him out before. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just, I it's, like the way it is. It's but. it's a little thing, but it's also kind of big, you know. Uh, my only real issues with the movie are things that are in the book. Yeah. Because everything, because the the two major issues I've had with the movie are the way that two characters die. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that. I mean, I liked the scene where Molly Weasley kills Bellatrix. Like, it's an awesome scene. She gets her all iconic line. It's great. You but it would have been way more satisfying. It would have been way more satisfying to have Neville do it. Kill Bellatrix. Um, yeah. Uh, see, I don't think so. I don't think his. I don't she, think she tortured his parents. I know, but he's not. The move. The whole. The series is kind of about how revenge is bad, and that it's not like that's what that's not, did Voldemort. That's not revenge. That's justice. I think it's revenge. I think it's justice. Molly's uh, justice. Just, and just like it would make more sense to have her, uh, Ron or Hermione kill the snake. What, what's the? Yeah, maybe, but what's there? There's a line in Batman. It's like revenge or justice is something, and revenge is just something to make you feel good. I, don't, I think I, don't, I think that's a little bit revengey, and that's just not Neville to me. Plus, I don't really. I don't know. I don't what know. you're saying is you just want to defend J.K. Rowling at every chance you get, even I'm, if I'm I saying I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I like that. I like Molly stepping in. Cuck. <laughs> Because as we now know, Bellatrix was a mother at that point. So. Um, I also I also don't like the way they killed her on the, in the movie. They just had her like freeze up and explode. It was it just yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that like effect. Um, that happens to me whenever whenever somebody logs Steve Jobs and doesn't give it five stars. Just the same the same kind of goes with Voldemort, but I've learned to accept that one more. Where he like turns into confetti. He dusts. He dusts just like Thanos. Yes, I don't. I don't really like that. I wish he could get to see him. He's just dead corpse thick purple daddy but, yeah but it makes but, sense because um, the when you do that to your you know when you make that many horcruxes you don't have yeah, really yeah, much I, of a makes, soul left I, I learned to accept that one yeah. um any i don't really have any other issues with the movie everything else <laughs> could, is, it, but could you tell that movie was made when 3d was really big yeah that's that's probably that's <laughs> the thing that's that's why that's the thing that's why they probably made those decisions with yeah. the depth Whatever Which the emotion, the emotion is what trumps everything else, and the the uh, the Snape the, scene is just. I think incredible. the Snape scene is great. I think yeah. the the um the resurrection stone scene is incredible. I think the every, everything in the forest actually really is incredible. Oh um, my god! Talk. Uh, what what gets you more that or Toy Story three? 
yeah, same. Um, but yeah, everything. I just it. I really just it starts and it doesn't stop till the movie's over. Yeah, it's it's great. I that's I, maybe that's if I just have one more problem with the movie. I wish there was like maybe five to ten more minutes of just breathing room in the in the opening at Shell Cottage. Just let us sit there for a little while longer for let us ease into the story before just. Yeah, you, you could go. definitely have added a scene. Not not even yeah. taken something from the books, but just it's added the, something. It's the shortest movie of the series. So. Yeah, like there was a scene, I think, in Hollows 1 or yeah. Apple Prince, they maybe, that was... One where there's a couple, like... No, like, what I'm saying is there's an actual scene that they shot of Harry just by, like, skipping stones. And I think yeah. just that with yeah. some dialogue would have been a nice yeah. thing to do. And you can yeah. even do a really harsh transition into them getting to Green Gods yeah. or something. I think a scene, a scene right yeah. before they leave for Green Gods, him, like... Um, by the water or something, and Ron just her mind just like talk behind him about something for a second, like whatever it is, just anything like that would be yeah. cool. Yeah, 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 I agree. Or or him talking to Luna about something. I don't know. Um, She's so cute. But yeah, love, love. it's a great movie. Um, it's still, I think the score is also excellent. Yeah. Um, the Alexander Desplat is one of the yeah. few artists out, as far as composers go. He and Zimmer's an artist. Williams an artist. But he's not like I know you like him, but Giacchino is not really an artist to me. He's just, I, he's, he serv- he's serviceable, but none of his no, he's not. None of his scores really hit emotionally the way that do. somebody like Desplat does. I don't think they so. do though. Uh, I think they do. I what's think his, what's his best Apes, score? Okay, no, uh, is incredible score. I think Super Eight me. is your, you. First of all, you were that's one of the things you loved about the movie. Which so one? Don't don't even War for Planet of the Apes. The, I like the theme. But that everything else is whatever. The score is incredible. Yeah. Uh, Super Eight, the score is great. Yeah. His Star Trek score is incredible. Ugh. His Rogue Why One score is pretty good. Can you stop naming things I hate? Because you're not doing you yourself like, any favors. Yeah, because you just think about you don't care about scores. That's why I do. I love scores. I That's no, why it takes so much for me to like to really like them. They're the second most important thing in a movie. We got to do this list. Shit, this is really going to be a fascinating list. All right, yeah. Cody, thoughts on De- Deathly Hallows Part Two? Do we have boring. to ask? Boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, not even the movie's boring. That conversation was boring. Wow. It's too long, guys. Mad cause sad. Uh, anybody have anything left? Cody, you have a number one? Or did you give yours? Excellent. Do you have a number okay. one? Okay, great. Alright, let's run through them then. Uh, five for me, Moneyball. Four, Hugo. Three, Girl of the Dragon Tattoo. Two, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part Two. One, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy. Cody? I'm retconning my list. Five is Captain America. Um, <laughs> four Super Eight, five Planet of the Apes, three the Gri- two the Gri- what the fuck? <laughs> five Captain America, four Super Eight, three Planet of the Apes, two the Gray, one X Men. Josh. Um, five. God damn it. Uh, five past five, four Warrior, three Super Eight, two Planet of the Apes, one Deathly House Part Two. Nice. Josh, you have the better list this time, even with the monkey. Ape. <sighs> monkey. All right, Washington being listened to. Josh, go first. What have I watched or read or listened to? Um, I rewatched Hereditary the other night. So good. S- still good. Still incredible. Still masterpiece. Do you want me still, to weigh in? Still too smart for Mason because he doesn't appreciate slow burning things. Um, Are you? Ca- uh, I slow cook my rice. Thank you. So okay. Uh-huh. Bad movie. No, it's not. It's a great movie. Sorry, good movie, but just not scary. It is scary. Where are the jump scares? Uh, they're in the in lesser horror movies. That's in right. the shitty movies where they belong. Boring. 
Charlie seems great though. And did you yeah. did you notice the creepy guy at the end? The, the one like kind of standing in the background of the doorway, the creepy smile? Yeah. Josh? Yeah. How creepy was he? Did we ever not? I don't know. Oh, I, I, thought this was, I thought the movie wasn't scary. I'm saying creepy, not scary. That's creepy and scary are the same thing. Nope. I'm creepy. Oh. Well, Cody is scary. Or am I? You're cute. Oh, okay. So cute. Cool. Hereditary. More like Boreditary. You're so bad. <laughs> Midsummer's really good, though. I like it a lot better. So maybe it's just, maybe he's getting better or liking his movies more as they go Don't along. Don't say anything. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Good. Are you taking your car or are you going to, are you close to the theater? Am I taking my car? Why would I not take my car? So you can do shrooms on the way there? No, Cody, that's a specific reference to something. Sorry. Do you remember? I don't get it. I don't get it. It's something in the movie. Oh, okay. Big shocker, there's a car in the movie. Not big spoilers, Josh, sorry. No. JK. It's not so much a car. Um I saw a movie called The Farewell. I saw it before uh <laughs> the upper west side of Manhattan went into a blackout. So that was nice. And it is really, really good. Definitely an uh, Oscar contender, at least I hope. A lot of really worthy categories. Best original screenplay, I think, is probably a lock. Um, best director, possibly. Best supporting actor, I really hope, because the gram on this is incredible. She's so good, I felt like I was watching a documentary at times. And then I have been burning through the best show, the best, I should say, reality TV show of all time, Ghost Hunters. Not even uh, the best ghost hunting show. The best ghost hunting show, as Cody just said. And no. um, I've been doing something really stupid, which is I've made a Google Sheets, and I've put all the episodes in, and I'm logging what happens in all of them as I work through the series. You're such a boring person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That is such a weird thing to do. I know. But it's so it's really fun. Cause I like, yeah, cause I make the little boxes and then I put stuff in them and yeah, it's super good. Josh tiebreaker. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) I'm I'm not super boring though. That's cool. Right? (laughs) No, you are. Ooh, shouldn't have said anything. You know what, Cody? I live my life my way. Whatever. Just watch the worst ghost hunting show. It's fine. It's the best. No, it's not the best. It's the best. I love Grant. Love Jason. Is okay, but Grant's. I'd rather hang out with Zach Bagans than Grant. Shut up. Uh, What do you? What about you, Cody? Um, I'm pretty much all the way through Stranger Things three. Bad. No. Really bad. Really good. Really bad. Good. No, really good. Okay, cool. Show's always very good. Um, don't know when I updated my journey to going insane yet, but I'm on book four of 14. Oh, Jesus. Of the Wheel of Time. Wow. Very excited for the show to come out someday. Mm-hmm. With Rosamund Pike. Nice. It'll be good. Nice. Uh, just as a forgot to do it last time. I didn't forget. But we didn't go through Oscars for 2011 because they were just a goddamn mess. 
like the artist won best picture director and actor so it's just not even worth talking about because the movies that were nominated were shitty um so next time one josh you ready one two three Four. A weemba way, a weemba way, a weemba way, a weemba way, a weemba way. You're not... Was that you, Josh? That was me. Oh. I can't whistle. You would? Did, oh, you would? Okay. Yeah, we Exciting. Yay, that's... You're participating. Thank you. That's fine. Lion King! Woo! Excited. Still excited. Even though Josh just yelled mad at me and Cody for pointing out that it's not getting good reviews. I'm still excited. It's gonna be fun. I did see the the video that was going around of them doing uh, Hakuna Matata. Yikes! That's a heavy uh. yikes. It's a very heavy yikes, but hopefully it's better than that overall. I don't know. Um, I still don't see what's so bad about it, but okay. Well, maybe we'll talk about it. Uh, so until next time, when we talk about The Lion King, you can follow us at underscore RealFlix on the Twitter. Check us out on Spotify. Leave an iTunes review and send us an email at RealFlixPodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Josh... Cody. <gasps> I take it easy. Fine. Later.